This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here. We've got another great show lined up for you again this week. A bit later in the program, we're going to be looking at our business tips. Today, we're going to look at how we could improve your invoices, maybe get a little bit more paid when uh, people are holding back a little bit at the moment. We're also going to talk with John Cayley from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre about uh, a, a scheme to help you grow your business. Some government money is there. We might be able to help you too. But right now, we're talking with Pete Jong from the Diamond Group. He's the Marketing and Business Development Manager there. We're going to talk about how to protect your business from the Russian mafia. Good afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon, Julian, and good afternoon, listener. Thank you once again for joining us, and that's a very interesting subject about the Russian mafia. Is it a threat to businesses in Newcastle? Well, it is. Look, I kind of use it for dramatic effect, really, but the Russian mafia was what came out of the collapse of the communist uh, um, communist Russia and the growth of organised crime was very rapid after that collapse because you had a lot of ex-KGB people and people coming back from Afghanistan and they had all sorts of nefarious skills that they needed to put to use and the um, the crime rings over there utilised those skills. And at first they were in the business, the basic crime business of you know extortion, kidnapping, drugs and so on, but then somewhere along the line they twigged that there was an easier and a safer way to make lots of money and that was by stealing it through the internet. So how do they do that? Well, first of all, it's not just the Russian mafia doing it. It's most organised crime. But the Russian mafia is recognised, particularly by the CIA, as one of the biggest threats uh, in this area. So the way they do that is that, uh, and the way all of these uh, cyber criminals do it, it, it started off by getting young hackers, enthusiastic young hackers, who just for the fun of it, were working their way into designing programs to circumvent uh, protection in uh, networks, computer networks, and they were just doing it for fun and they were picked up by these guys and paid loads and loads of money to go away and use those skills in a in a more malicious way. So they came up with... The, the generic term for, these, uh, for this malicious software is malware, and that, that comes under the broad term of web threats, and it's these web threats that are sneaking into your computer system and doing sneaky things. So, so can you give me some examples of web threats? Well, probably the most obvious one is they go from, they sort of go from annoying up to, to really quite sinister. And on the annoying end of the, the annoying end of the scale are things like spam, unsolicited mail. It's, look, it's relatively harmless in some ways, except for its impact on productivity, because you know, your workers have to deal with uh, deleting all that News spam email. Um, and as uh, a subcategory of that, um, that spam, there's spyware, for example, which comes into your system and it's technology that aids in gathering information about a person or an organisation without their knowledge. So they're pinching, pinching little bits about, of information about your business, which can be used for good but can be used for evil, and I'll get to that in a moment. Adware is an example of this spyware that comes in and watches your um, behaviour in terms of how you're surfing around the internet and arranges to, to pop up ads in front of you as you're travelling mm. around the internet, ads that are, are appropriate to your interests. Mm. Of course, those things can become sinister in, in and of themselves because they can become vehicles for introducing more sinister types of uh, of, of uh, web threats like the Trojan Horse programs. Now, Trojan Horse is a, a little program that sneaks into your system uh, in the guise of something else and then sits there quietly gathering information, for example, about your bank account. So while you're going about doing your net banking, um, 
and even though we are talking specifically here about business, threats to business, this can happen just as well at home. Um, it gathers information about their, your banking details. Mm. Then that's uh, when called on by the hacker or by the, the cyber criminal in Russia or wherever, it just shoots that information back to them. They then use that information to quietly siphon money out of your account. There was an incident of a young lady who lost um, she lost about $9,000 before she really noticed it. I had never had $9,000 in my mm. account, so that wouldn't be a problem for me. But um, she, the reason they were able to get away with it was because they were just siphoning off money that was under the daily limit. So she wasn't really alerted to it until she turned around one day and realised that all this money had gone. Now, you think about that as a threat to your business. Mm. Um, $9,000 could turn into $90,000, $100,000, whatever. So that's, that, kind of, um, uh, that kind of malware is particularly malicious, the Trojan, uh, the Trojan horse-type program. Mm. Then um, a, a current version of that or another derivative of that is what's called a bot, which is derived from, from the word robot. Now, bots are actually embedded in a lot of computer programs, and they do um, they do day to day kind of jobs, as it were, in within the computer system that normally you would have to do. They might save you some keystroking, for example. So that they are they were designed as a lot of these things were originally. They were designed with perfectly benign uh, intentions in mind, but then the criminal mind gets hold of them and turns them around into something very malign. Now, what these botnets do is they can sit inside your system and they affect effectively become part, uh, what these bots do, I should say, is sit inside your system and form what, what is in fact part of a bot net, which is there's a bot sitting in loads of computers all over the country, all over the world, and there's somebody sitting in a central location who can control those bots to effectively hijack your computer and use them for nefarious means. Mm. Now, a guy was recently arrested in uh, the United States. He was controlling 4,000 PCs. And, yeah, that could be sending out spam, could be uh, doing whatever. Uh, he ended up five years in jail. So that, that shows how seriously uh, people take this kind of thing. But my favourite, the, uh, the, the malware of the week, is a, a new Trojan that sits inside your system. It sneaks into your system and it's so clever that it hides there and it kills other viruses and, and other uh, forms of malware that come into your system. It actually kills them so that when you're scanning away to see if you have any problems in your system, you don't spot anything because this thing is killing them off to not draw attention to itself. Mm. And then ultimately it's able to, again, it's looking for that sensitive, uh, vital business information that clearly you don't want. And nowadays mm. when business is effectively... Uh, in, it, it's done on computers. Everything is is out there. And as soon as you are, unless you're in a totally isolated and closed system, which nobody else can get into, you are exposed to these threats because mm -hmm. anything that comes from the outside, effectively, into your computer network uh, is potentially a threat. It's obviously a big problem. How, how can businesses protect themselves? Well, the main way that these things get into your system is through emails and, and uh, email website, any connection with uh, the outside internet. Um, and it's, the, the problem is significant. It's, it's suggested that something like 20,000 of these new web threats are launched around the world, wait for it, every day. Not every mm -hmm. week, every month, mm -hmm. but every day. So it's a huge threat. So a business needs to be on guard um, with relation to this, it needs to be really high in your priority of, of protection it's because 
the, the potential danger is, is clear and the kind of things that you need to do are ensure that, for example, that your operating system is up to date. That means you need to apply the most recent patches and fixes as recommended by your operating system vendor. You need to have antivirus software installed on your system and make sure that you download the updates frequently. Ideally, your antivirus protection should be tailored to your system rather than an off-the-shelf solution. As look, You can go to the net and you can download little mm. programs mm. for anything, but particularly with your business, it might be okay at home, but particularly with your business, that antivirus protection needs to be tailored to your particular system. Now, you also need to be aware of the fact that if you're working from home or if you're working remotely using a laptop, then anything, uh, anything that you pick up there can still get into your system. So that's why you need to have your antivirus protection uh, take into account all of your um, all of your use of the internet, be it remote or be it uh, from a PC on, uh, on your desk at work. Um, setting up a firewall is pretty much standard procedure, but again, one of the things that, that we've noted is that people tend to take this as an issue initially. They go, yep, yep, we need to have our virus protection, but then it falls off the radar a little bit. You, you kind of forget about it. It's like mm -hmm. having your, uh, your yearly inoculation against the flu. Uh, you might do that for a few years, and then one day you think, well, look, I'm feeling okay. I didn't get the flu, so I won't bother about it. And the, and the year that you don't do it is the year that you get the flu. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be considered in that, in that, that light. Mm -hmm. So, look, really you need a, a reliable IT supplier whose processes include that independent monitoring of your system, which includes looking out for things like viruses. So the short story is um, you can get into big trouble. It could come from anywhere, whether it's the Russian mafia or that quirky little kid next door who's doing who knows what on his computer. But you need to be aware, uh, be aware and protect your business. Great. Thanks very much for your time. I don't know, Pete. No worries. Thanks, Julian. Peter Jean there from the Diamond Group. You're listening to 2NURFM 103.7, Business, the Law and You. And it's 25 minutes past one. Time to talk to John Cayley from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre. Good afternoon, John. Afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm very well. And yourself? Good. Well, I, I believe uh, you've got a new program coming out that's going to help people uh, grow their businesses or particularly uh, refine them. It is. Uh, fortunately, we've received some funding uh, from the federal government as part of the uh, economic boost package that's uh, around. And that's going to enable us to uh, go in and uh, provide much more assistance to businesses in the Lake Macquarie area. Uh, Particularly, we want to go in initially and uh, well, where businesses are keen for us to do it, do a business checkpoint uh, analysis of their business or it's an initial review of their business, uh, which would be an interview covering two to three hours. Mm. We think that will help them identify where they maybe have some issues. So what sort of things will be focusing on there? Well, uh, Businesses during the last 17 years, and I, I do tend to go on about this a bit, uh, have operated in a very soft environment, mm. soft business environment. And I think that a lot of practices within businesses have got a bit loose. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the public can generally see it in some businesses through what they would call as less than good service or customer service. But it goes right through the businesses. It can be within their systems. You know, they've just got used to it and haven't... Uh, yeah, kept their mind on the ball and updated their systems as things have changed within their business. Mm. It can be that people aren't trained properly. Uh, they've probably been a bit slack in, in, in the internal reporting in their business mm. that will enable them to you know monitor the performance because times have been good, it's easy, you know it's going to be okay, so we'll just prioritise that a bit lower. 
uh, in, in tougher times, you've got to get all these things you know, very right. Mm. That's what we're hoping to identify. So businesses can certainly uh, survive these tough times if they focus on those sort of issues, can't they? Oh, they can. And frankly, at the end of the tough times, when we come out of it, there will be some uh, businesses that haven't got through it. Therefore, the market opportunity is better for mm. those businesses that have got through it and polished themselves up. So will you be focusing in on all sorts of businesses, all types of businesses? Yes. Initially, we'll be doing it with the retail uh, businesses because mm. I think at the moment they, they're the first hit Yes. Uh, in an economic downturn. So let's uh, try and assist with them first. And then we'll go through the service industries. Yes. Uh, there's a number of those that will be hit pretty quickly as well with the downturn. And manufacturing? Yes, we will. Mm. Uh, manufacturing tends to have longer lead times, so we've got a little bit of time there. Uh, you know, their, their orders will be slowing up, but the production's probably still going all right. Mm. Uh, but they'll be getting very concerned. But certainly, we want to talk to them. And if you know, if any of those uh, uh, want that sort of service right now, we'll do it right now for them. Mm. So, so once we've gone through the uh, the three hour of focusing in on the uh, different aspects or different areas of the business, what what would be the next step? The ideal would be to sit down and do a one-on-one -on -one workshop with the uh, business owner or manager and those relevant members of uh, their team to really hone in and get some detail on where, why the weaknesses are where they are mm. uh, and what, you know, really what's behind the weakness and how can we do something with this. Mm. And I think a lot of issues are going to be solved on that day in that workshop. Mm. But that workshop is a, you know, it's a vital part of it because it's where you really get into things and really get a good, clear understanding. And walk away with some sort of an action plan, I would presume? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's got to be follow-up to that, of course, and to, to the extent that businesses need it, we can provide that as well. But really it's identifying where the issues are so, and getting a commitment. So, of course, this is not really not something new. It's the fact that, I mean, the, uh, the e-myth talks about it in working on your business instead of in your business. Yes. People just tend to get too caught up, I suppose, with their businesses that they don't work on their businesses enough. Yes, exactly. And exactly. this really just takes some time out and, and can help people just to, to focus a little bit more on those critical areas. And, and that initial three-hour interview that we'll do with the, those businesses, it really is someone from the outside seeing something that's not so obvious to someone from the inside. Mm. Because, as you say, they've been working in the business so much, they're not looking... And, and trying to work on the business. So mm. someone from the outside can really make them, hey, I didn't even realise there was an issue there. Yeah. And here it is. You can, have, you can see the evidence of it. Yes. So do you see more government funding coming this way to help businesses that are presumably going to be struggling with this? Yeah, government funding is always hard to get uh, in this particular area. And, you know, we just heard last night that you know, there's going to be another $1.6 billion worth of budget shortfall over the mm. next four years. Mm. So it's going to be tough to get it. I believe government recognises the need, which yeah. is a big, big start. Yeah. For a long time, government didn't recognise the need, and that was probably because everything was just rolling along at an easy pace for so long. Because, of course, small business is, is really the backbone of, of the country anyway, isn't it? it, oh, it absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, <laughs> it's so key to the country's uh, success in the future. You know, sometimes they go into big businesses and sometimes go into you know, multinationals and so on, but really small businesses, really the engine room. That's where it's at. And, and I would presume that one of the things that would be revealed with this sort of a checkpoint of the business would be the need for some training, which is what we're going to talk about next week. 
Yeah, there will be. I mean, simple areas like customer service. Mm. You know, again, in good times when things are rolling along smoothly, bad habits come in. You know, systems are probably not followed to the extent that they should be. Mm. You know, as I say, bad practices. You need a refresher in these sorts of things. And, and you'd find there'd be a lot of staff over the last few years that haven't had customer service training. Hmm. So, yeah, they will actually learn what they should be doing rather than probably what they are doing. Great. Well, we'll talk with you next week, John, about uh, training. Terrific. Thanks very Thank much. Thank you. Julian. John Cayley there from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre. Great idea. Uh, and certainly it's good to see there's some government funding coming that way to help small business. Now it's time to look at our business tips. And today we thought we'd look at uh, our invoices and ways of uh, trying to make that invoice just a little bit more to stand out so that we get paid because one of the things that happens in uh, in downturns and uh, and those sorts of situations that we are facing at the moment, people do not tend to uh, pay us as quite as frequent and as often as we would like. So an invoice is very important. Um, a well-designed invoice is that rather than stuffy off-the-peg computer stationery will boost those collections. And here's a couple of tips that might help. Use different typefaces, underlining and bold text to direct attention to the key information. Instead of the innocuous expression, amount due, substitute the more powerful and action-oriented phrase, please pay. Don't include any ageing date beyond 60 days. It's an open invitation not to pay. In fact, I wouldn't even put 30 or 60 days on there. I would be following the guidance of some of the Energy and Telstra and places like that where they actually write on it, this account due on, and they put the actual date. And so if you want, please pay on and the date it will tend to focus people on that date, sends it into their subconscious and uh, will cause uh, more people to pay you on the time. Put only the payment address on the invoice. Print all legal matters and terms and conditions of the accounts on the back of each invoice. Terms and conditions are very important. Incorporate a final date for dispatching checks. For example, please ensure your check is dispatched to reach our office by on that particular date and some of those little clues just might help us to get paid in these leaner times when people are not necessarily following up on some of those invoices. And of course, if all else fails, keep on phoning. Make sure you follow up. When, a, when an account is due, make sure you follow up. Otherwise, we're educating our customers not to pay us on time. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you enjoyed the program. We've looked at how to protect your business from the Russian mafia are you under threat from some of those uh, web situations that are out there? John Cayley spoke with us about uh, a, a program that, he, that they're running to uh, help uh, build some of those small businesses, and uh, we need to improve our invoices. Just a reminder that the uh, mentor program for local business women is starting in April through the Hunter Business Centre, a um, very successful program now in its 12th year in the Hunter. It's a six-month program which assists emerging women business owners to grow their business by linking them with experienced business people. If you're interested, ring the Hunter Business Centre on 49257700. Next week, we'll discuss rewarding your safe workplace with David Sheeran from WorkCover. We'll chat with John Cayley again from our sponsors about the importance of business training and the business tip will be to improve your efficiency. I'd love your company again next Thursday at the same time for business, the law and you. Remember, focus your passion 
on your vision 